welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, another episode of I Made My Wife Play, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I have a caveat, though. This was mostly her idea. I didn't have to force her to play anything on this one. So, uh, last week we did an episode on Stardew Valley, so if you didn't get a chance to listen, check us out there and see what you think of us, and uh, we're going to dive on into uh, Legend of Zelda here, so a little bit of history of, at least before we got this game, uh, we were both very excited for Zelda. So excited. Uh, It's probably, if not our favorite, it's in my top five favorite video game series of all time oh definitely zelda's been around for a real long time it was on the original nintendo system and it's worked its way up into the switch being one of the most popular uh gaming series ever yes i think i'm trying to think what games we have downstairs um i think we have the original for the nes um we definitely have a link to the past we've got ocarina of time majora's mask Wind Waker, which uh, is my least favorite. Um, we have Link's Awakening on the Switch. I think Link's we have Awakening a Game Boy cartridge somewhere. Oh, I definitely do. Somewhere around here as well. So probably in that closet over there. Uh, we've all we've each played all these different games. I, I when we had a Nintendo DS slash 3DS, we played the games on there. A Link to the Past two was on there. Oh, I have Minish Cap. I never beat that one, but okay. I had it. Yeah, so we've played a lot of Zelda in our time, but for this one, we were really particularly excited because this is the first game to kind of break out of the Zelda uh, genre and tropes of walk around. There usually is an over map, and then they have dungeons. They still have dungeons, uh, and they still have a big open map, but you can go anywhere in this Zelda. If you see a mountain in the distance, you can climb it. Uh, if you see, a way, there's multiple ways to solve uh, combat and different puzzles and different ways of playing the game. And this is one of the first games, uh, even open world-wise, to really just let the player decide, this is how I want to approach this problem. And they give you all the tools in the beginning of the game. Most Zeldas, you earn your stuff throughout the game. This one kind of just gives you all the abilities you're going to need to play the game in the first couple hours of it. Mm-hmm. And then it sends you uh, out in the wild, and there you go. So we actually did a midnight release because it came out with the Switch. Yes, it did. We went to our local um, GameStop. There are two of them within two miles of us. They are literally across the intersection from each other, but they are technically in separate cities. Um, so we went to the one closer to us. We got there like six o'clock. You could stand in line to basically get a number for midnight, but they told you to be there at like 11, 11, 15 anyway. So we were, we hung out with all the other video game nerds. And then at midnight, they huddled you all towards the back. And I think we were like number nine, I want to say. Yeah. I mean, we had everything prepaid off. We had it. So we got the switch, an extra controller, of course, Breath of the Wild. I don't think we got any other games at launch. I don't think there were any games we were interested in. No, we only bought Breath of the Wild. And then because we are, my family in particular is all about the strategy guides, we also got the strategy guide as well. Yeah, it's a very nice, we got the real fancy one. So it's almost like a, a piece of art in our house now. So we really, really are big fans about this one. So uh, let's go over a little uh, fact sheet about Breath of the Wild and then we can uh, kind of get into it. Okay, so for those of you who may not somehow know, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is an action-adventure game developed and published by Nintendo, released for the Nintendo Switch and Wii U consoles on March 3rd, 2017. 
Breath of the Wild is set at the end of the Zelda timeline. The player controls Link, no surprise there, who awakens from a hundred year slumber to defeat Calamity Ganon before it can destroy the kingdom of Hyrule. Breath of the Wild received acclaim for its open-ended gameplay and attention to detail and has been cited as one of the greatest video games of all time. Critics called it a landmark in open-world design despite minor criticisms for its technical performance at launch. I'm going to put a little caveat in here and say for us personally, the only place we've ever noticed it lag is in by the Deku tree where the Master Sword is. Like it's yeah. always consistently laggy there, but we've never had issues anywhere else in and the it's, game. It's never lagged to a point where it broke the game. No. It would glitch for a second and then it would cut back Catch in. Up. Yeah. Um, it won numerous awards, including several Game of the Year honors. Um, by 2019, it sold over 17.84 million copies worldwide, which is the best-selling Zelda game. And a sequel was announced at the 2019 E3. Um, so, uh, pause you just for a second yes. there. Just before we get into, uh, you know, some comments about the game and, you know, some reviews... What were your first impressions of this game, and how did it compare to first impressions of other Zelda games for you when you got into it? So what did you think of this one versus playing A Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time for the first time? How did it feel getting into that one? This one was just so different. So I've covered this a lot at the website I write at... um, because I cover, I do their video game coverage, and I have mentioned on many occasions that I remember when they first announced the new Zelda game was coming out when they were still, like, in development, and they showed, like, a quick little demo of you, like, shooting an arrow either off your horse or jumping off a cliff, and it did, like, the slow-mo, and I absolutely hated it. I'm like, that is not a Zelda game. I got very angry, so I wasn't quite sure, like what to expect when the first trailer came out, but with every trailer that came out, I got excited. And I will say, I distinctly remember, because I played this first, I worked from home that day, and unfortunately had to do actual work. Um, I remember when we walked out initially from the slumber area, and like you just see the whole wide open area, and we were both like, oh my god, this is so big. And then we opened up the rest of the world and saw the actual size of the map, Mm -hmm. and we were like, holy crap. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, Zelda is one of the few games that elicits a true emotional response with me, because I've had so many fond memories of playing the other game, that this game, uh, you know, when the open your eyes it's in the opening trailer the opening part of the game i'm not spoiling anything i promise yeah there's probably some spoilers in here but the game's been out for three years so suck it yeah <laughs> if if you haven't heard the game or played this game by now or watched something on it and you're still planning on playing it please pause play it and then come back uh, we'll come still back, be please. here but yeah we are going to be spoiling this game it has been out for three years i think it's past the window of worrying about spoilers um I mean, it it brought me to tears a little bit just because you don't... It was the first real voice-acted game. There were two games that had voice-acting in it on that CD. Was it... I don't remember what system it is. They were terrible adaptations. I've apparently blocked them from my memory. (laughs) There was two games. uh, It was... I can't even describe them, but they had this whole storyline in there, but the excuse me princess that's where that those that comes from it's actual terror i'll show you later it's terrible (laughs) 
terrible Zelda, but this is the first real voice acting in a, what I'm going to call a, uh, air quotes here, a real Zelda game. Uh, and everything about it just, you know, and then you get to the open map, like you said, and you just realize that it's, it's not going to play the same as other Zelda games. It's going to be much more open world, much different. And I just it blew me away that they took such a risk on such a beloved series mm-hmm. and it paid off for them tenfold. So we'll, go, we'll get into our actual feelings of the game later. Um, what was your, bef- right before we read these comments on the game itself, what was your favorite game before? Probably Ocarina of Time. Although when I played it when it first came out, I was, you know, nine or ten and my original game, which is now deleted, I was stuck somewhere in the water temple and had no idea where I needed to go or what level I needed to take the water up to. So I was just kind of stuck. Um, Yeah, but I've played Ocarina of Time probably like five times through. You had a 3DS and I borrowed your Ocarina of Time on that. And played that and through. Played that through. Yeah. Uh, I would say a link to the past for me. It was my first Zelda experience. I did. I think I dabbled on the NES with the original one, but I. It wasn't really for me. Uh, going back and playing it, it's a little bit more interesting to me now. But a link to the past was the first game that I finished for Zelda, and I loved it. The Game Boy, a Link's Awakening was there. Uh, Ocarina of Time was a huge game-breaking game, and it was amazing. To this day, it's still very good, but my favorite is still A Link to the Past, I think. Yeah, my brothers really liked A Link to the Past as well. Um, One of our games, I think it's still on there, is Little Barry Sanders. (laughs) Or I think Dion is still on there. We played that a lot. Or um, back when we were still dating and we uh, decided we wanted to replay some Zeldas, we're like, oh... Let's do Skyward Sword because we had never made it completely through. And we didn't have any AA batteries for the Wii remotes. So we hooked up the Super Nintendo and played A Link to the Past instead. It was worth the investment. We we were too lazy to go and buy batteries. So we just played what we had. (laughs) So what what do some of the review sites say about this game? Sorry, I took us on a little... That's fine. There. It's, it's Zelda. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got two different ones that I want to quote from. I've got IGN. What elevates Breath of the Wild above its open world contemporaries is its sheer freedom, both in its non-linear questing structure and in your ability to climb almost any surface and travel in any direction once you leave the starting area. It is the heart of what makes this action-adventure game truly special and addictive. Like many open-world games, it delivers on the implied promise that if you can see it out in the distance, chances are you can eventually reach it. But here, figuring out how to get there is more often than not a satisfying puzzle in itself, and one that never gets old. GameSpot um, has some fun stuff that says, The game never teaches you, for example, that holstering your shield after blocking enemy arrows will add them to your inventory, which I did not realize until I pulled this for the... Oh, you actually didn't know? I, I did not I, know something that. I didn't know. If you have a wood shield, the arrows will stick in. You shield it and then you get the arrows. Yes. You're never told that grazing an enemy's wooden weapon with a fire arrow by accident will set it ablaze. That one I did know. Thus making the fight harder for you in the long run. These occurrences fuel exciting stories between players, which feels like a rarity in a world where games mm-hmm. go so far out of their way to ensure that you know how everything works. Metacritic has the meta score for Breath of the Wild as 97 based on 109 critic reviews and the user score is at an 8.6. So uh, another one, did you know that if you the type of food you throw in the water will attract different fish? Yes, you and I discovered that at the same time on like our seventh playthrough and we were both like, what? 
Yeah, so we've played through this game a lot. Yes. Um, I have, you have not, but I've played through the Master Quest version of the game. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff I still actually can't beat in the Master Quest version of this game. There was some DLC that came out. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, overall, uh, what do you think? We put like 100 hours each into this game? At least, definitely. At least, I mean, we since the Switch came out, we still go back and play Zelda when we just want something to sit and enjoy and and play through. It's just, it's phenomenal. Honestly, if we go on vacation and we take a cheaper fri- flight like Frontier or Spirit where you don't have a TV in front of you, one of us usually just starts playing Breath of the Wild and the other one just watches. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Every time we can just sit and get into the game. So, uh, one of the things I like most about this game, and some likes and dislikes, but one of the things I like the most about this game is every single time I've played this game, we find a new area that we haven't seen mm-hmm. yet. Uh, every time we sit and play, we stumble upon something slightly new, or I figure out something that I didn't realize before. I figured out a different way to combat enemies. Um, I don't want to say that the game radically changes every time I do that, but it's fun and fascinating to say... How have I never seen this area of the game before? How did I not know this was here? And it just is a testament to that actually just walking and wandering and exploring in Zelda is still fun to this day. Uh, Even if you know you're not really going to stumble upon anything super game-breaking, they finally found a way to add areas of nothing that just are exciting to explore. I still remember on our third or fourth playthrough where we realized that there are Koroks in the opening area and our minds were just blown because when you're starting the game, you have no idea what those little dudes are or the little pinwheels, so you just walk past it. And if you're one of those people that found them right away, good on you. Because, yeah, way to go. Uh, yeah, I we we played the game and we did some things out of order, like you found a super fancy bow and arrow early. Um or that treasure area in the desert that we always go to. <laughs> yeah, so that was one of my few random discoveries. There's an area in the desert, and I can't describe it very well, but it's very close to one of the towers that you can float over to it. I want to say it's southwest of the tower. Yeah, slightly. but there's a rock, like rocks that you can move that are covering up an entranceway, and there's a huge treasure trove of really powerful weapons and shields, and there's a lot of rupees in there initially. The weapons respawn, the rupees do not, but it's actually a really cool area to visit. I think mm-hmm. there's some rare stones in there and stuff as well, but just being able to explore in that game, find items, find weapons, it's really cool. So I, I think one of my like and dislikes, and I want to get your take on it, is no weapon is permanent other than the Master Sword, but that still even has a recharge rate. So weapons break in this game, and they break fairly frequently. I at first, it feels cumbersome, but I think you just get used to it. You definitely do. I don't have one. I actually am fairly neutral on this thought process. I wouldn't mind just getting weapons and keeping them and working out the best weapon to use in a different situation. But the fact that weapons break means you just you don't hold on to anything. You don't covet anything in your inventory. I do. <laughs> I mean, you still find weapons that you like to save for certain circumstances. Yeah. Uh, that is very true. Like, you'll have a very powerful weapon that you know you're going to encounter a tough enemy that you want to hang on to. But ultimately, you're going to get another one of those weapons. You will find them again. Yes. Some of them are more rare, but once you know where to find them, you'll always be able to get more. So, uh, other than the, when you do eventually get the Master Sword in this game, 
uh, it quote unquote breaks, but it recharges and comes back together. Yes. So you don't want to just rely on using the Master Sword when you have it because it will break and you have to wait for it to recharge before you can use it again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's just teaching gamers to not care a whole lot about uh, you know the items that you get in the game and more worry about the gameplay itself and figuring out the situations and finding out alternative ways to beat enemies that other than just running and swinging. Because the first time I did that, I got stomped by some real weak enemies and it was very uh, hurt. it hurt my feelings a little bit but uh, i don't know you've never played them but you've watched me play the dark souls series yeah oh my god it's very reminiscent early on when you're playing the game of dark souls it doesn't hold your hand no not at all it basically shoves you and says you have these three goals to get the things on your sheikah slate figure out how to get there and how to do it and the old dude's gonna bother you the entire time yeah, but outside of that, I mean, it, it teaches you how to use your abilities, but it doesn't really... I mean, there's one combat tutorial when you get to Kakariko Village. I think outside of that, there's not many much combat tutorial at all. It it's, just says go. That's the one with the... Uh, the Guardian it teaches you to teaches how to... Teaches you to jump and, and dodge and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it teaches you that kind of okay. stuff. I would say overall... The combat is still very satisfying. Yes. Because you don't, you can't just run into a bunch of enemies. You have to kind of figure out who to attack first. Do I eliminate some from afar with a bow and arrow? Is there something I can roll a boulder into them to, you know, break them up and do other things to them? Is there something to explode around them? There's a whole lot of ways of dealing with enemies. I got to a point where I was able to take little balloons and float an explosive over them, drop the explosive onto an enemy camp and blow them up from there from a distance without even having to get close stuff like that this is probably my fourth or fifth playthrough mind you is learning learning to do stuff like that yes uh very enjoyable as a whole so uh what are some of your little what are your little favorite things about the game (laughs) that the game does like what's your what's the first thing that you notice that you just every time you play through the game you have to do hestu's dancing just makes me very happy with his maracas when you give him the Korok seeds. Wait, is it Hestu or Hetsu? H E S T U. Hestu. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Hetsu. We always call him. We always. Hestu, because I think we call him Hetsu because yeah. we're not good at reading things. So yeah, his little dance when you give him the Korok seeds always makes me happy. Um, I don't let you skip through it if you're playing, and I do not skip through it if I'm playing. And I also enjoy the music when you make dishes and make food. Oh, yeah. There is cooking <laughs> in the game. You can make potions and you can make different dishes that give you good stat effects or just refill your hearts. Yep. Um, one of the biggest differences in this game is you don't get hearts from enemies anymore. Yeah, that was a big one to contend with for me. I actually really like this now, but you yeah, actually have to too. cook food and make potions. That's the only way to get your heart back. You can't just pick up hearts anymore. Or you can find fairies. You can still find fairies and bottle them, and they help you out a lot. Uh, but you cannot um, just collect hearts in the open. They don't drop anymore. Heck, you way. barely get rupees in this game just no. cutting down grass or throwing pots. No, you have to. You can occasionally find a rupee in the wild, but you have to sell stuff. The stuff you find, you sell for money, and then you can buy armor, uh, buy certain weapons. It's a good way to get through it. So, um, what are your dislikes about this game? My biggest dislike for this game is that 
when I want to replay through it, I would very much like to skip the opening area. Like, if I could just get the three things on my Sheikah slate and for the dead king to give me his dang sailcloth, and then I can just go off into the world, that would be great. I don't need to go through all of the trials again to get the bombs and the metal stuff on my Sheikah slate. I just want to go and explore. But I can't jump off the cliff without the sailcloth. It's not a sailcloth in this game. I think that's Wind Waker. Whatever. Paraglider. <laughs> Paraglider. Same, yeah. same concept. <laughs> so I'm going to actually disagree with you. I actually like the opening area. If I could skip and just start out in the open and skip the opening picking up the Sheikah Slate, yeah. I would be okay with that. And okay. Part of it is because even in the opening area, I'm still finding spots I've not been. Yeah, we just found that one weird corner area with like the incline yeah there's a weird entrance to a cliff there's a waterfall in the opening area we found a waterfall that was surprising that has a treasure trove (laughs) back there we've seen the waterfall but there's treasure behind it you don't think of stuff like that all the time so there's areas of this game that i just like to play through it even the opening temples the old man is a little annoying because it slows down because you know what you're trying to do and you know who he is but ultimately i really enjoy playing through that opening area so we're going to give it a star review. I can't not give it a five. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. I can't not give this game a five. I'm still playing it to this day. It's still revolutionary to me to an open world game. And I think other open world games really should take cue. I remember after this came out and we had played a fair amount of it um, that we were watching... We were watching somebody's review and it was like a Zelda fan and a non-Zelda fan and the non-Zelda fan made the comment of like, would this game be that revolutionary if it wasn't Zelda? And the Zelda fan was like, no, probably not. But because it is, that's what elevates it so much. I mean, it is radically different enough from other open world games because when this came out, was it Horizon Zero Dawn that came out? Horizon Zero Dawn, which is very good. Very good, but it's very, you just have to kind of power through it well it's kind of so horizon zero dawn the difference is when you see a map you kind of see everything in the map it gives you waypoints it gives you locations zelda you have to create them so in zelda you are creating waypoints rather than it telling you where things is if there's a village on the map in horizon you know there's a village there you can see something on the map in Zelda if you unlock the tower. Otherwise, you don't know that a village is there, and it doesn't mark it on your map until you've been there. Yes. So uh, you, there is fast travel in Zelda, but oftentimes you find yourself wandering a lot more than you're fast traveling because you're op- unlocking these little locations on your map, and then you mark it when you see something. If you don't mark it, it's not going to mark it for you. So no, you and s- you will never find it again. <laughs> so if you see something on the map and you're not quite sure how to get there, if you don't mark it, you might not ever find that location again. So it kind of marks everything down for you. But ultimately, this game, as a Zelda game and as an open world game, is some of the best gameplay and video game I've ever played. Uh, it's definitely a five for me, and it's hard to not give it that high of a score. Agreed. I could see in the top, in the high 90s, and I could see arguments for it even being in the high 80s, but to me, it's a perfect game. Yeah. It's everything I want in a Zelda, and they even went above and beyond, and I cannot be more excited for more news and information about the Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, and especially when the Zelda games before this were, you know, Skyward Sword, which 
not a lot of people really enjoyed. Um, it still did well. It did. All the Zelda games do pretty well. What was before that? I was not a Wind Waker fan. I liked Wind Waker. You, you did like Wind Waker. I gave up on Wind Waker somewhere in the ghost ship, I think. I'm going to look That's up. pretty early in, too. <laughs> I so. know. We did not... I just, there was something about it that I just could not get into. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and play that and you can watch me play through it. It might be more enjoyable at that point. Legend of Zelda video game series. I just want to look at, like, the list of what's come out before that. Because they had, I mean... A lot of Game Boy games in between main main console releases. Yeah, Zelda games always do well, like, selling-wise. It's just... None of them were really critically acclaimed, not since probably Ocarina of Time, I would say. I know Majora's Mask has like a cult following. I would actually like to replay Majora's Mask, but when it came out, it came out so soon after Ocarina of Time that... It was technically a sequel. Yes. So this is the second sequel that a Zelda game has done, I believe. Uh, You guys can correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I believe this is the only other sequel that a Zelda game has gotten. Okay, hold on. I found, finally found a list. Sorry, I'm trying to double task. Um, um, okay, so before Breath of the Wild, it was a game for the 3DS that was Triforce Heroes. Before that, it was A Link Between Worlds, uh, Skyward Sword. Oh, Phantom Hourglass. That was for the DS. I played Twilight that Princess. That's the one I couldn't think of. I liked Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess was also very good. But again, a very typical Zelda game. Yes. Old school Zelda. I think Zelda going forward is going to be more like Breath of the Wild. I, I mean, they probably they still could make a Zelda with the old school mechanics and people would play it. But I think Breath of the Wild has made a lot of people go, this is what I want to see going forward, and I want this expanded on. Well, we did play the remastered Link's Awakening for the Switch, which I remembered, like, the first three. I remember through, like, the first three dungeons, and then I'm like, okay, I am completely lost. Let's pull out my DS guide. Yeah, and then play it that way. <laughs> yep. So, uh, how do you guys feel about Zelda? Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, do you hate it? Do you hate our thoughts on it? Do you like our thoughts on it? Uh, if you go, if you do like them, uh, you can reach out to us at Twitter uh, at gaming marriage or uh, gaming marriage at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and see what you think. Uh, and uh, what's our song of the week? Our song of the week is Gone by Junior Junior because I got an email saying that they are going to be playing in our area where ever we live somewhere around there somewhere in the United States or you know North America but uh I know the bassist he and I worked together back in the day Uh, he's a cool dude he is very cool I love him yep Uh, so if you haven't listened to Gone by Junior Junior uh give it a shot and uh we'll see you next time